If you've been listening to me since day one, you know that I live in New York City. But what I do not talk about is in the past, I would honestly just take whatever I could get. First apartment uh, was a mattress on the floor. It was a studio apartment the size of my room and there were cockroaches everywhere. I mean, I would find an ad in the newspaper and I would just put in a deposit without ever seeing it. Sounds good to me. Now we've moved on up, people. And when I was looking for the apartment that I live in now, I had some things that were absolutely non-negotiables. Like I need an in-unit washer and dryer to be able to do laundry. I need a doorman. Did I need heated bathroom floors? No, but it's nice to have. And after some searching, I found my perfect place. And now I want to help you find your perfect place in whatever corner of the world you're in. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. And they make it so easy, especially if you're someone like me who doesn't want to leave my room unless I absolutely have to. Apartments.com offers 3D virtual tours for when you can't be there in person or when you simply just don't want to be. So instead of wasting entire days shuffling around a city trying to find a decent place, Just grab a drink and search on apartments.com and utilize all of their tools. Visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I I guess I should say we. I'm here with (laughs) Stella Barry right now. You guys already fucking know her. You're like a honorary co-host at this point this is only my third time but the i would say your third that's a shit time i know you know what i mean yeah, i'm a returning guest that's here. a lot like the most returning guest really i've had i'm really flattered honestly really i'll be a co-host okay just like anytime you need me just call me up i'll do it over facetime i'll do it i anytime. need that i yeah. need that because last week i just talked to myself for an hour and it was like it was I good here. it was Thank so you. good but it's like fucking wild to talk to yourself for an hour yeah I mean I don't know how you do it I, I don't know either but guys I'm here with Stella if you if this is like your first episode Stella Berry she is known as anal princess <laughs> on TikTok wherever else and you're an OnlyFans superstar thank you I, I'm pretty sure it's 0.01 percent exactly. that you're in mm-hmm at the top, baby. I'm snapping. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that, but you heard that correctly. Um, we're recording from WTF Media Studios, the only studio you should record from. I am so excited to have you on. I have so much shit I want to talk about with you because I feel like the last few times you were on, we just could not stop talking. We needed like a third time. Yeah. First thing is chain smokers. Yeah. Tell me about that. How did that even happen? You were like in their music video or you're fucking with one of them or what? No. I wish you're that's like started. Both. I fucked them and I was their muse and so then went to make a video. I wish that's what it was. But no, um, they hit me up. Actually, Via DM or what? The the manager emailed Sawyer, my manager, okay, and said, "Hey, they've been trying to hit her up on Instagram, but I don't accept DMs from anybody. Like, I don't. My DMs are right. They're not open. See, I so, accept them. Yeah. I just don't look at them, yeah. and then I get fucked because people think I just like." I'm ignoring them. Right? And I'm like, it's just, it's too much. It's too hectic. It's too, I can't respond to a message. So I was just like, I'm just not going to have anyone be able to DM me except if we both follow each other. Mm-hmm. Wait, why do you have that feature? Well, originally it's because Sawyer, my manager, told me that Instagram also tracks your messages or like sees your messages, which obviously they do. And so uh-huh. if everybody always is messaging me, where's your porn? What's your OnlyFans? Where's your porn? I want to uh-huh. see your asshole. And... <laughs> I get every Cash. every Instagram That's everyone's band. DMs, right? Yeah. Is, but I get, where's your asshole? Literally, I, <laughs> where is the asshole? And so she thinks that that's one more reason why I was getting banned all the time because I wouldn't even share like crazy stuff and I wouldn't oh. link my OnlyFans and I've had so many Instagrams deleted. So I was like, let me just make a Finsta, share nothing sexual on here, just share the photos of my life that I have nowhere else to put, you know, like pictures of a squirrel eating a sandwich. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
And I just won't accept DMs because it's a waste of time to spend time on Instagram anyway for me. Like, I don't get new fans there. Right. How many Instagrams have you had deleted? At least 10. TikToks, how many? At least 15. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm a cockroach of the internet. Like, it's, it's all that it is. I just we, keep spawning. No, we need to like, <laughs> we need to like give you a complete alias. Like you need to like I go know. into the witness protection program. Honestly, create a TikTok. I might just like create a new performer name. Like Stella Very think- died. And now I will be Sandra Martinelli. <laughs> okay. That is. Imagine. I'm going to cry that you just said that. Sandra Marinelli for the OG people, you know who the fuck that is. That is when I was stalking my, at the time, I was about to call my boyfriend. Um, He was my boyfriend. I was literally his whole Mm. and not his girlfriend and just a girl he fucked. But I was so obsessed with him. I was stalking his (laughs) ex-girlfriend's profile and I accidentally double tapped one of her pictures from 2013 (laughs) like literally when instagram first came out wanted to die so i hurried and changed my screen name to sandra martinelli it's such a good name imagine sandra martinelli becomes literally the next big porn star like number one on pornhub i was like i don't know what else to do is it an italian last name i don't know where the i think the martinelli (laughs) came from like club soda that like was sitting on my counter and i think the sandra came from like one of the cleaning ladies that my aunt had like during that time and i just put two and two together Uh, i have no idea where sandra martinelli came but now it's here. So <laughs> now she's doing porn. I honestly might do that. I might just reinvent myself. If you want to use the name Sandra Martinelli, like you're Imagine. more than welcome to. So chain smokers. Oh yeah. That's where we, I forgot we were even talking about. I know. Okay. So what actually happened? They hit up my manager mm-hmm. and said they wanted me to be in the new music video in like we had to film it in a week. And so I was like, okay, Sawyer, I want to do this, but not if I'm just going to be one of 30 girls in like a club. Because right. like, if, that's what I thought it would be. The, the, right. Yeah, I've, been, I was I've like, been asked to go on music videos too. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to be in the club <laughs> like dress with a bottle of champagne. There's like 50 girls. Right. And I was like, no. it's just not, it's like a waste of my time no. if I'm doing that. But then I got on the phone call with them and the, it was just the creative director and the video director. And the creative director said that his wife showed my interview with you on your podcast oh. to them. She showed it to him on a road trip one time. And um, she was like, I'm obsessed with this person. And I feel like it'd be really good for the new music video to have her in it. And so wow. they, he watched all my content and wanted to do a video inspired by my relationship with my Drew. One of the main guys in the Chainsmokers is named Drew. And oh wait, that irony I did not even realize. Yeah. So your guy right now, your boyfriend is mm-hmm. Drew. Drew, yeah. And then it was Drew from the Chainsmokers yeah. that you like filmed with. Yeah. So they're bo- both crazy. Drews. And so we were supposed to do two videos mm-hmm. in a two-day shoot, and the main video and the main concept that was pitched was like all about showing the intimacy of my relationship off camera. Cause obviously everyone sees Drew and I very intimate on camera. Mm. And so they wanted to see like what it's like to have an intimate loving relationship off camera. With, wait, hold on, with your boyfriend or with Drew from the chains? With my boyfriend. Like they were taking, they were inspired by the intimacy of my relationship with my boyfriend. Oh. And they wanted to capture that in a video and have Drew from the Chainsmokers play my boyfriend. Okay, got yeah. it. And got so it. I like sent them this long email that they asked for of all these intimate moments that I have with my Drew all the time, like when he's washing dishes and I'm cooking and we're talking or when we're building furniture together or when I'm laying on his lap while he's like playing Angry Birds (laughs) or like it shows us like almost about to have sex and it pans and he actually has a camera and stuff. Like just like the interesting dichotomy of private and public and how it's meshed. Right, and the natural state that you guys live in. And it was honestly a beautiful concept too because it just shows, it was to a love song and it shows that sex workers have really intimate, loving relationships Mm -hmm. and they're deserving of that. 
and what it looks like. So many people are so curious about what that looks like. And so it was just a beautiful concept and it was so validating to me and I felt so honored that they even were inspired by my relationship. Right. So I was like happy to do it. On top of that, they paid me really well. (laughs) So thank you, Columbia Records. (laughs) But um, but I I literally would have done it for free because it was so cute. And then the other, so that was supposed to be like the day Mm -hmm. shoot. And then the next week they were gonna release another video that we shot the next day Mm -hmm. that was like the night version and it was his life. So it was like going out, having sex in a club, like having fun, just a party video. So then what ended up happening is we shot the whole video. It was so fun. It was amazing, but it was really rushed. And we didn't get enough content, I guess, for the first video. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up just putting clips from that first video of us like in the daytime into that party video for that second song. Got it. So it didn't end up being like everything that was it was meant to be uh-huh. but it was still awesome and yeah. i'm just flattered i even got to do it I and mean, that they noticed me i mean <laughs> of course they would yeah. are you fucking kidding well what was the coolest part and what i'm very flattered about is like they're very self-aware mm-hmm. and them and their creative director were like yeah we know like we're not cool anymore like it's embarrassing <laughs> to be a chain smokers fan and i was like you were spot fucking on because in all their comments someone's like i'm your biggest fan and someone comes back like that is so embarrassing dude like <laughs> wait i can't even breathing no literally they're like we know that we're like not cool because they got too big too fast like yeah and so they're like we are in a stage in our career we want to like hone in on with our huge fan base we want to find our fans that are into what we're into actually and like hone a closer fan base that has similar interests to us right and so i guess i was there to make them cool you know and wow niche internet celebrity the cool factor you were the cool factor for them yeah no i mean i totally feel that it's like when i look back and i think about call her daddy and Mm -hmm. shit i'm like cringe die <laughs> sorority i know more like you have to evolve you know yeah what I mean? you have to evolve and you have to like like super fans are the most powerful thing everybody wants a lot of followers but it's honestly way more power powerful to have a few followers that are very loyal right and the, right and then and then you're not for everybody and no one wants somebody that's mm-hmm. for everybody unfortunately and- obviously i want to have a million <laughs> to 10 million 20 million 100 million followers right but not everyone is for everybody. No, exactly. But I love that. I mean, when I saw that you were filming with the Chainsmokers for the music video, I was like, oh, like they love Stella. They mm-hmm. think she's hot. Boom, done. Right. But there was like a whole thing behind it. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm a little sad. Like the first video didn't get released because there, that ha- was a real point. You know, that was the real point. Like it was showing there was such a message to it and such a cultural significance at a time like right now where OnlyFans is part of mainstream media Mm -hmm. and the younger generation is so much more understanding that sex workers are real people that are deserving of love and their job is a legal industry and it's also extremely influential in mainstream culture Mm -hmm. so to show their support for that by showing someone in a loving sex worker relationship and showing them filming their girlfriend's nudes and stuff is like such an amazing message so i want everyone to know like even though they didn't get shown necessarily (laughs) they still meant it they still gave me that experience (laughs) and i got to literally make out for two days straight with the Drew? one of the chain smokers drew okay on camera like they would be like all right for the next five minutes just like make out and so, it was amazing wait hold on see i need I to ask so horny the whole time. <laughs> you said you were so horny i was so horny the whole time hold on i need to ask you about this yeah. for real do you have a boyfriend oh god yeah i called drew my boyfriend but i i'm open to having other boyfriends as well so <laughs> you're polyamorous i guess open so. relationship i guess so I don't know. It just happened to me. And now I'm just trying to figure out what it is, what it is. Right. And I'm struggling with it every day. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should dive deep into this because I am not dealing with the same thing, but I feel like I potentially could. I understand, though, that you kind of are because how you said that, like, you could see yourself having babies and being with this man you just broke up with, but mm-hmm. it's just right now it's just not the right one. Right. And it's so hard to like I think a lot of people feel that you have this person that that's a safety. Right. But they but you also might have somebody who's even better out there right. for you. And you're just it's I not know. settling. It's not settling. It's not settling. Yeah. But I, I'm curious, like, does Drew your boyfriend yeah. 
how does he feel about it? Like, how did he feel about the music video? How does he feel about you hooking up with other people? So just hooking up with other people, filming with other people, he totally understands because like we're both whores. Like we're dirty <laughs> fucking whores. And that's why we're soulmates because mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Like I can talk about all the relationships I cheated in and he can talk about all the relationships he cheated in. Okay. And we can talk about like who we find hot and who we want to fuck. And we're just, we're best friends. Mm-hmm. So can you go fuck someone and then come home and be like baby I just fucked this dude it was like this and Drew was like I'm down cool thanks for sharing this is what's hard for me and there's a whole story to this which I think will help people understand that I've fallen into polyamory and I never really chose it and I'll tell that but first I'll say like there's times I go hook up with people on or off camera. Like I go film with Alex Adams. He knows I go and film with him. When I'm with Alex, I fucking like eight times off camera and one time on camera. And there's a lot of emotions involved. I love that. And like, he, I want to have his baby someday. And I go on <laughs> dates with him. And like Drew knows this. And obviously it's not like his ideal situation, but it's also like he knows that it is how it is. Right. And also like I can tell Drew about it and he doesn't care because he knows he's so valuable to me. Like he knows he right. is my soulmate in so many ways. Um, but then there's other times I fuck people and I go back to sleep in bed with Drew that night and I do not tell him, even though I could and he wouldn't like get mad. Right. But I don't want to hurt his feelings. Right. No, yeah. I totally get that. 100%. Yeah. I totally feel that. I mean, there's like layers to that, right? Because yeah. it's like Alex Adams, that's work, yeah. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Also, there's like a different element to it. But I yeah. mean, I understand it because... I, you know, am dating and the guys that I'm dating will get really upset when I'm like, oh, I'm going to go meet up with this guy, this celebrity, whatever. Mm. And they get very, very jealous. See, the moment they get jealous like that, I am out. You're I'm, out? Oh my God, I'm out. I, that's why Drew is perfect for me because the moment a guy is like, I don't want you doing this. I don't want you doing that. I, I don't, know, I'm it's an issue. I literally get the ick and I run away. Really? If a man tells me to do anything, I know. I, except in the bedroom. Literally in the bedroom. That's why Drew's perfect for me, though, because he's so submissive in mm-hmm. real life. Like, he's just happy to let me live whatever life I want. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to be like, I'm going to go on a sugar daddy's yacht next week and, like, just let him blow my back out and, like, run trains <laughs> on me, he'd be like, all right, baby, like, have fun. Because he knows Gosh. he's fucking special to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, he's also very secure. Yeah. That is a very secure yeah. dude. But then in the bedroom, I literally want you to tell me what to do the entire time like, right he's very dominant in the bedroom i love that yeah. so he's submissive outside very mm-hmm. dominant when yeah you guys are fucking it's my ideal situation i love that and the whole thing is like so i obviously broke up with my guy mm-hmm. and i've been like talking to new guys there's one in particular and like i was gonna go i'm not gonna call it a date i was gonna go hang out with someone else who's in the industry who could potentially like help my career in some way, shape or form. And he freaked the fuck out. And I'm like. And that's like a necessary action for you. Like you can't fucking not do the shit that's good for your career. But his whole thing, and I want to get your opinion on this, is why can't you just be honest with the dude Mm -hmm. and say, I don't want to fuck you. I want to hang out. For business purposes. Because they won't fucking hear you out. Exactly. <laughs> they won't. That's like, a- why kill the spark? That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm like, I'll tell them I won't fuck them yeah. after they've done Literally. all of the work shit I need them that to do for me. That is our power as women. Exactly. Is there like, maybe if I talk to them, like they'll want to fuck. And also, it, it also just in general makes you look kind of controlling and annoying. Mm-hmm. Like... And when you're trying to relate to people and connect with people and network, you can't throw any of that stuff out there. Like, by the way, I have boundaries and these are them. Like, right. instead, just fucking don't fuck them. Can you can you imagine? Yeah. So the action is more important. Right? Yeah. The guy that reached out to me, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go grab dinner, et cetera. Yeah. Can you imagine if I responded with... I have a boyfriend, but I'm willing to go to dinner. Like, we wouldn't go to dinner. No. Well, I don't the know The dinner why. would never happen. it's like, yes, you have a boyfriend, and yes, you're not going to fuck me. You don't say that shit. You don't say no, it. you have to use every ounce of pussy that you have pussy to succeed power. in this world. You have to use every ounce of whatever you fucking have, with minus my butthole, to <laughs> succeed in this world. Like, you only have one life. They can't limit you. I have pussy power. You have butthole yeah. power. <laughs> Literally. Together we are unstoppable. 
But it's like, I don't think it's fucked up to use my pussy and the fact that this guy probably wants to fuck me to my advantage that will advance my career. No, and literally, Drew tells me, he's like, babe, when you go on that podcast, like, remember, you're a porn star and men want to see you look like a porn star. So, like, look like a porn star. Like, show your titties. Like, stop being so conservative and organic. On the podcast, you're like, so that's audio, by the way. literally. (laughs) But it's like, he understands. He's like, you need to, like, like, if you want to be successful, like, just work what you've got, Mm -hmm. you know? So so Drew supports it. Oh, yeah. He's such a slut. But there's, like, there's certain elements that he doesn't. Well, he... He would die for me. Like, he is so in love with me. And I see that every time I look. I know. He's an amazing man. He's crazy stories, too. Because he was, like, an alcoholic since he was 13 years Mm -hmm. old. Now he's sober. But he has a crazy life and crazy stories. I bet. So this is the backstory of why, like, I'm in this situation now. He's actually the first man I never cheated on. Like, Mm. we were together for two, let's see. Yeah, two two years. Mm -hmm. And... I never wanted to fuck anyone else. The first time in my entire life that I have not been the crazier person in the relationship and I didn't get bored. Like I was worried he'd get bored of me Mm -hmm. because he's psycho. Wow. Which I love. But anyway, (laughs) he went to a psych unit for the third time during our relationship and this was like his worst manic episode ever. He just destroyed my fucking life. Like he destroyed my apartment. Which by the way, so Drew has a mental illness. Yeah, he has bipolar and and really intense. And you make jokes about it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And people like get upset about it yeah. for some reason, but yeah. it's like, why? Yeah, it, he fucking jokes about it. It's he hilarious. Jokes about it. It's his whole life. It's a fucking superpower, but with superpower comes great responsibility. Ask Kanye. Know? Yeah, exactly. literally. Oh my god, it's hilarious. He cracks up so much because every time he watches Kanye's interviews, mm-hmm. like Kanye will be mid sentence and he'll just stop and like stare. <laughs> and and then Joe Rogan was like man are you okay and he was like sorry i was i was doing a prayer and that <sighs> legit drew has done that like a hundred times really when he's manic they're okay. all manic people are pretty much the same which is that they are absolutely insane uh-huh um but it's but they're also geniuses and they're geniuses, yeah, they're and, geniuses. And, and there's nothing wrong with you or him joking yeah. about it talking about it casually he because you're hilarious it. he's what? like Right. Yeah. Why do you guys need to tiptoe around it? Yeah. Talk about it in a very like medical, like yeah. professional way. Yeah. If anything, that I think makes it worse. It's I like, know. why are we trying to make it sound like a. Yeah, he's my like crazy manic fucking right. homeless. And you love it. <laughs> I love it. And he loves it. And he, he loves it. it. And it's hot too. Like we loved that I was like this goody two shoes, like pre-med student working at the front desk of the homeless shelter. And I was just getting dicked down with like his cum <laughs> dripping out of my ass, like in his dirty ass car and then going to work. Like right. we, that was the hot part about it. It was mm-hmm. hot that he was psycho and somehow I am super stable. Like I'm a weirdly uh-huh. stable person. And yet him and I have the exact same brain. And you guys came together. Yeah. And like your sex must be just fucking crazy. Literally fuck a bipolar marine veteran and you will have the best sex of your life i am putting that on a t-shirt literally in the back of their their nissan rogue i love that that was the first time you fucked him yeah so okay the first hundred times i fucked him the first hundred was in a car oh so this was the story so he goes manic and Mm -hmm. he i fly him to florida and he's gone for like five months i just had to get him out of my apartment because he was ruining my life and he goes to like eight different psych units during that time and we're broken up and done and i had relied on him like for all of my content you know like i filmed only with him and he was the person i liked having sex with so once he was gone i was like i have to do this shit myself i had to fly out different guys i had to make a whole new business model for myself fucking men that i don't know and so, oh my God. so I got comfortable with that and I made a whole new business for myself and it was thriving and doing really well. And in the process, I fucked Alex Adams and fell for him a lot. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of emotions involved and we both like each other. And I literally could have my babies with him someday. Mm-hmm. If I live near him, I will date him. Mm-hmm. But I live far away right now. Right. I really like Alex. He's so similar to Drew in a lot of ways, but he's also way more stable. Drew's like my baby. Alex is like my daddy. <laughs> Feel and, that. Yeah, I feel and it, that. I, Alex is like the stable love, and Drew is like the wild love. The Even though Alex is fucking crazy too, mm-hmm. he's very, he's really mature and has his shit together. So Alex Adams, he does porn yeah. and OnlyFans. Yeah, he does actually. He hardly does OnlyFans. So he does porn called like Family Therapy, um, Perfect 
mom, I think. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he and uh he probably posts once a week on Pornhub and then he posts all his videos like four or five times a week on his own websites. And right. he makes a good good amount of money. Well, as much as love, I do. We love that. He's such a daddy. He's just he's so he's daddy. so sexual. He's such a daddy and he's got all his sports cars cuz he's irresponsible <laughs> spender. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Do we like But that? also he's fully sober. Just like Drew except wow. he's he's even he's sober from weed as well. Like he's sober from everything. I love a sober man. Like previous addict, now sober. I love. Wait, why? Well, one, yeah, they're mm. kinky as fuck, but also When I get sober, I'm going to Fuck like <laughs> you've never because it's the only the only thing that right. he has to get him high now is buying cars and fucking porn stars like and four coming. times a week. Yeah, literally, <laughs> he cannot like three times in a, in like thirty minutes. But it's so crazy to me the the fact that you guys just filmed together, right? It was yeah. it was just a work thing. Well, to film porn and then yeah. you guys got feelings because I was trying to watch porn the other day. This is not a joke. Yeah, and it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah the way it used to in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because the, like, are these people actually feeling good? Yeah. Are they having actual whatever? Yeah. But you and Alex did a porn. Yeah. And it was strictly work. Yeah. And you guys got feelings We actually, after. he came over to my place the first night we ever met and we just fucked. And it was amazing. The best sex of Before my fucking life. Before you guys filmed? Life. Yeah, and we were like, oh, shoot. Because we're two horny people. Like, we couldn't control it. We were supposed to film. We just didn't. We just mm -hmm. fucked and then we're like, oh, it's too late. So he came back the next morning and we fucked again. And then we're like, fuck, we need to film this. So then we filmed again for him and then we filmed again for me. Okay. And already I was like, I love this man. Like he's just, he fucks so good. You're horny as fuck. I know. How are you that horny? Like I, I don't know. I do it. I can come like. It's the right men. Twice, yeah. maybe three times. And I'm like, I am good for the next three days. I I think it's why it's my career, honestly. I know, and it I'm is. jealous. How do I make myself hornier? Uh, honestly, I could go months without sex. Uh, no, I probably couldn't. Yeah, but wait, what? I could go without sex for for a while mm -hmm. if I didn't have certain people in my life like Drew and Alex Adams because like, I find men that are so ravenously horny mm -hmm. that they are constantly keeping sex in my mind. So I think that's what it is. Like, I couldn't do this job all alone right. in my bedroom. Like, right. I need a man to dick me down and ignite that spark in me, like, every day. I feel that. And also, like, anal, too. Like, if I was just having vaginal sex all the time, I bet you I would get bored. I bet you I would. Would you rather vaginal or anal sex? If you could only have one for the rest of your life. It'd have to be anal. And it's so sad because I would love to say vaginal, but one... You get UTIs. I get UTIs all the fucking time. Yeast infections, mm -hmm. BV. I fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. Anal, I never have one problem. And the intensity is never boring. Like, I will never, ever get bored of anal. It's the first relationship I've never cheated in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because anal keeps because me constantly anal. satisfied. I, I feel so dominated by the man. He just looks like a daddy. And, I, and I'm like, hey, I want to do anything you say. Like I, just, I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So if you feel like you want to cheat or you feel like maybe your husband wants yeah. to cheat, do anal. I just can't believe, like... Anal saves marriages. Is no, basically it, like what you just said. And I literally would have never imagined this, but now three years in with Drew, where, I mean, I've never cheated on him, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, I have cheated in every past relationship. Even I even called cheating when I would fucking text my boyfriend's friends and be like, I want to fuck you when I'm done with this relationship, even though I didn't, you know? Same yeah. girl. But this, with Drew, I've never had to actually hide anything. Like, even though I said there's a few times, like with the, the second time I fucked the gummy bear boys, the two guys, mm -hmm. and I fucked them on the hotel rooftop, and then I went back to sleep with Drew that night. Like, he knew I was meeting with them. If I told him, hey, we fucked, like, yeah. he wouldn't, he'd be like, I don't know what he would respond like, but I just didn't want to hurt his feelings. I just you, don't want to tell him. Right, okay? right. But but it wasn't cheating because he. We, it's he an arrangement knows. we have. Right. If I said, hey, I'm going with these two guys to go fuck tonight, he would let me. Right. And also, when I would cheat before, I was already done with the relationship. Like, I would be done with the relationship Preach. and I was like, I am so un not sexually attracted. I need to go fuck this guy off seeking arrangements. I need to go fuck this other dude. I need to have like eight men in my DMs. And then I would end the relationship right after that. That's with the Drew, thing. I fuck other people and it literally always drives me back to him. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is all of the cheating I've done, mm -hmm. the relationship was done. It was unsalvageable. It yeah. was it wasn't like I cheated and was still super in love exactly. and super connected with the, the moment person. I cheated, I would go back and be like, all right, I need right. to be out of this relationship. Exactly. Yeah. 
Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. So basically, your relationship with Drew, your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you're in an open relationship and he supports like 80 to 90% of the shit you do. Yeah. But there are things here and there that you will omit and not tell him. So that's like the end of the story was he went on this whole manic episode and we were broken up and I fell in like with someone else. Like I really liked this other person. And so he... Then after he gets through his whole manic episode, gets out of the psych unit, is stable again Mm -hmm. and absolutely regretting everything he did for the past five months, just distraught, homeless, Mm. no way to make money. Like it was just so sad. And he's such a good guy. He was like begging just to have a place to live even. Mm -hmm. And I was still sending him money. So I was like, all right, you can come back because he thrives in my world. And he's extremely valuable to me and he makes my life better. Mm -hmm. And so... And I could just never see him be homeless. Like, I honestly, even if I fucking go marry Alex Adams and have his babies, I will pay for Drew to have an apartment. Like, I love this I lo- man. So anyway, I bring him back. You're an amazing woman. I was like, you can come back. I will feed you. I will pay for, like, I'll put a roof over your head. You will work for me mm-hmm. and film videos with me again. But we are not, like, exclusive. We're not back together. And... I like someone else. And I fully told him, I like Alex Adams. I want to be in a relationship with him in the future, even though I don't live near him right now. And so he came back knowing all that and agreeing to that. And so that is how I wound up in this situation mm-hmm. where I wanted to help out this man I love so much, but I also like this other man and they both provide different things for me. Right. And Drew can leave any time that he wants, mm-hmm. but he flourishes in the environment I've provided for him, but it never came with a promise that I will be there only for him because he had that chance for two, two and a half years right. and he blew it three times. With right. this, and, 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 and now he knows, like he knows he's not a stable person. He mm-hmm. knows he can't have a cookie cutter, stable relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even work for him. So what we have created is this just place where he's stable and has a home always and a job, no matter what he, no matter who he fucks, no matter who I fuck. And we just talk about it and we're just best friends and right. we also have good sex. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm at a crossroads too because like, what if I do want to have kids someday? I don't. I want to have Drew's babies, of course, because I think he's amazing and beautiful. But also and I love Alex's. Him. Yeah, but I also want to have Alex's. And also Drew kind of doesn't want to have kids because he, can re- he really is likely to pass bipolar to his children because it runs in his family. Okay. And schizophrenia does. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't know if he wants to have kids. And so... I really want to have Alex's babies and maybe I'll meet a few other men. I want to have their babies. Right. So I like, when I think about this, I get anxiety because I'm like, what am I going <laughs> to fucking do? Like, is Drew just going to live in the pool house? Because I want to give my all to Drew, uh-huh. but I also want to give my all to Alex. Yeah. So then I'm just not making a decision. You know what? I don't think you need to make a decision right now. Yeah, please. Will you give me a therapy session right now? Yeah, I, I actually will. <laughs> What's your advice Even though me? I'm literally kind of in the same boat and I'm like, my ex, who I just recently broke up with, mm-hmm. I would feel good about having babies with him. Yeah. This new guy I'm seeing mm-hmm. and any guy after that, I might not feel as comfortable. But that's a really interesting thing you brought up is mental illness, mm-hmm. right? In the family. Yeah. And deciding if you want to have a kid with that person. Yeah. That's a crazy topic and thing to think about because like when you love someone so much or at least someone who like me who's so maternal like I've always known I want to have kids Mm -hmm. and of course we grow up when we're younger thinking like oh someday like I'll meet one person and we'll have one house and we'll raise our kids in this one house right 
And now that I'm growing up, I'm realizing like love is so much more complicated than that. And relationships are so much more complicated, especially mm-hmm. when you're not with this ideal prototype. Mm-hmm. And I love Drew so much. And I just, because of that, I want to have his babies. Right. And I want to like look at my babies and be like, your beautiful like father is in you. Right. But, 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 the, but there's I a little bit of a worry because yeah. of the, his mental history. Because bipolar, while beautiful and like, and and with schizophrenia and suicide really running heavy in his family, mm-hmm. he just doesn't want, and so many people don't want to pass that suffering on to their child because it is true suffering and there's wow. no real way to control it. Mm-hmm. You're born with this brain that it's how your brain functions. Mm-hmm. Like every year on the dot, once a year, he goes so manic and destroys his entire life and goes same fully schizophrenic. Same day every year. Same month every year. Around September, October. It's literally like he has wow. crazy bipolar where it's not just up and down all the time. It's like really big peaks where he goes fully schizophrenic and then really big depressions where he goes fully suicidal. Wow. Yeah. And can't like move. And and you can tell, like you can measure oh, it almost. God. I mean now three years in, like I know when it's going to happen. One because it happens every September's when his mom died. Mm-hmm. So it always the happens trigger. around there. Um, but now it's just because it takes so long to slowly build. So mm-hmm. I start noticing being more aggressive and more aggressive. And now being so many, so many manic episodes into our relationship. You know the signs. I've seen it. You know. Yeah. In the beginning and the first two times, I didn't really know what was happening. And I really thought like he was just going insane. And now Which I've, is really scary, by the way. It's terrifying. Oh yeah. my God. The amount of times I have never been as angry or frustrated or sad or literally the type of crying, you know, where you are just wailing. Like, yes. You cannot like I've never had that in my entire life mm-hmm. until him. It has been the most painful thing of my whole life. Wow. And I just imagine as a child, because you can't protect them from that. Like you don't want to see your child drugged up. Right. And the zombie. Right. But you also don't want to see them destroying their whole, like literal, you either end a manic episode in a psych unit in jail or dead. Wow. And I just couldn't handle that with my kid. It's right. so sad. So do I want to bring a kid into the world and hope that maybe with circumstance and certain type of love, they mm-hmm. won't have that kind of beautiful curse put on them? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to see that happen to my child. Right. Um, or do I just not have kids with him at all, you know? Or maybe like... You know, he's a fun uncle. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's such a crazy concept because, I mean, back in the day, whatever, it's like if you fall in love with someone, you have a baby. Yeah. But it's it, it's not that simple. No. You have to look at every, every aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know what's funny is I actually, with my ex in particular, I was insecure that maybe he wouldn't want to have kids with me just because I have a history of mental illness, Mm. you know? Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. You really like want to take into account and it, and with Drew, obviously it's so big. Bipolar is so big, Mm -hmm. but even when it's small things, you want to take into account their whole family, how the health of your child will be. Honestly, I think if you love somebody, it doesn't matter if they're dying, like, tomorrow or if cancer runs in their family like have a baby with them I if agree. You want. like I struggle agree. is the point of life but also when with bipolar or schizophrenia it's it's it, something it, to think about it is could you potentially bring someone into the world that is truly going to suffer deeply deeply suffer right and i don't know if i want to do that on top of that he doesn't know if you know bipolar is an unstable like it's an instability so I would have to be the stability for the child and he wouldn't fully be able to be a father that Mm -hmm. is, he knows that, you know? Mm -hmm. Because raising a child will push you beyond your mean, beyond Mm -hmm. your greatest limits. Yes. And so you need to be with somebody who's a real partner. Right. So Drew might be a partner or like somebody that I, he's kind of like my kid. Like I put him in environments that are good for him and And it works right now. And it works like that. Yeah, but he's not necessarily like someone like Alex Adams who I know is really stable. Mm -hmm. So... You know, maybe I'll have a baby daddy and a few other men. Maybe. Yeah. And I think that's completely fine. It's weird when you grow up and you have to start thinking about this in relationships. You're like, wow, I actually make enough money and I'm at the stage of my life where I could have a baby. And like, who do I want to have it with? I love how you say when you grow up and you're 25. I know. (laughs) Bitch, I need you to take that one right back. Because I'm about to turn 30 and I am not a grown up. But But you know what I mean? Like you start realizing Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to look at these relationships like, wait, at some point they're going to want a baby with me. And Mm -hmm. like, 
who do I pick? Right. And why do I just have to pick one? Like, who says? And then, yeah. And then you're like, but wait, if I pick two, whose house do I live in? Right. And like, <laughs> right. So it's there's so many fucking things, but you're 25, you're chilling. Yeah, because I honestly don't want to have kids till I'm like 35. I've always known that because are you going to freeze your eggs or what? No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hope I'm fertile. You're I'm just going to like, I come in you 10 times yeah. a day when you're 35. Literally. And be like, yeah we'll see i'm gonna probably start uh, 32 maybe i'll have kids me too that the moment i have a child it's gonna take over my whole life but i won't be able to focus on work the same i know that when i become a mom i want that to be what i do mm-hmm. whether or not i still work which i'm sure i will mm-hmm. but i was so blessed with my mom she retired from being a doctor when i was born mm-hmm. and was just my mom and like what a luxury that is right. and i really want that same luxury i do too and it probably will be on my own dime since I date jobless broke men, <laughs> but I'm happy with that. Broke dick is the best. Yeah, dick. I want to um, be able to right now to focus on building something for myself that then allows me to just be a mom mm-hmm. when I am a mom. I totally feel that. Yeah. Thank you for being so honest and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, for real, honest and open about that. I don't think yeah. people like really talk about that. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really. We mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you and for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to U.S. residents 18 and older, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com, ends 6-15-24, void where prohibited. You know what days are good for a drink? The ones that end in Y. You know the ones that are good for a hangover? None, never, nope. But fear not, boys and girls, I have the ultimate game changer, Taste salute. I've actually genuinely, honestly, have been drinking this every single day with or without tequila. And I know we've all tried to escape the agony of the next morning scaries hangover, but all of the electrolytes, powders, you name it, I've tried all of them. Taste salute is the one that's officially changing the game because the flavors are just incredible horchata are you kidding me and I didn't even flinch thinking about what the next day would bring because I was prepared specifically with my cucumber lime and hibiscus salute which is my second favorite waiting for me bedside and the best part is it's only one gram of sugar That's it. Plus, it's vegan and gluten-free, so I don't want to hear any excuses. Here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Treat yourself with 10% off your first purchase using the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's right. Spell it out. S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 on their website, tastesalute.com. Cheers to recovery. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is you had an abortion when you were 18 Mm -hmm. and you were very, you're, you have been very open about Mm -hmm. it, right? Well, yeah, I I shared my essay with it. I've literally never talked about it other than sharing my essay a couple of times that I wrote about it when I was 18. 
it was for my creative writing class mm -hmm. in college. And I spent two whole semesters writing this. My professor really liked wow. it. And he was like, you can just work just on this. Like I would do all the little writing exercises in class, but I could focus on my one big writing project through for a whole year of school. And he wanted me to publish it, but I just... You were scared? When he wanted it to have meaning. You know, he was like, this could really help a lot of girls. Like mm. this could have a lot of meaning. And mm. for me, I was writing about it because it was cathartic. To and personal process, to you. Yeah, it was to process what I was going through and these emotions I couldn't make sense of. And because it was such a huge moment in my life. And so when I tried to then, instead of just documenting my feelings and I tried to put actual meaning to it or worry about how people might perceive it or if they might be scared of an abortion or not get one, which I am such a proponent of abortion if of you want course. one then I was just so worried. Uh, I couldn't figure out what to write. Right. I, was, I was totally stuck. Because I'm sure it was really, really hard for you, but then you're trying to present this essay that's yeah. like empowering to women to I get an abortion. I was trying to give meaning to this experience that I didn't even know how, what it meant to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, you should get an abortion if you want one, but also like, it I don't was know what the fuck traumatic. I feel right now. Yeah. yeah. So I've shared that. So I hadn't, changed that or even looked at it since I was like 19 mm -hmm. and then I just decided about a year ago to someone asked if I'd ever had an abortion so I just started reading it mm -hmm. and so many people related to it and had the same experience as me and I was like okay now I think I'm in a place in my life where I know years later the meaning it had for me and what I gather from it mm -hmm. yeah which is so I now have realized that I think it was such a confusing, life-changing experience for me, mainly because it was the first time I ever felt my maternal instinct. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. and I didn't realize it at the time, but I immediately knew that I was gonna have an abortion. Like, I, text, I tested positive yeah, on a little stick that Pregnancy I peed on because tests. I was sick as fuck in a cab mm -hmm. and I was like I've never felt this before and somehow I just felt like I had pregnancy tests in my apartment that I'd never used mm -hmm. and I just pulled it out tested positive 10 minutes later booked an appointment at Planned Parenthood for 8 a.m. the next morning wow and went and never even questioned it and went alone and didn't tell anyone because I just wanted it to be done before I before mm -hmm. I told anyone. So your maternal and instinct kicked I really in, like, think why I was sh so sure that it was the right thing. And then also how my life changed after the fact, like how I stopped shopping. I stopped caring about how other people perceived me. I became super focused in my life. I got really in shape. I, um, my, gra yeah, my grades became really, really good. Like, I think I kind of realized what kind of woman I want to be when I have kids and mm. how I wasn't her at that mm -hmm. point so how I wanted to change and I also knew like this is not the environment I want to bring my child into like I know right. I'm not ready to have a kid I know this isn't the environment that would make my kid most successful mm -hmm. I know I when I do want to have kids and it's not like this and that was the first time I really had that feeling and it was life-changing I literally focused like right. the months after that and the years after that abortion I became so focused in my life do you think any of it stemmed from regret just because society puts that pressure not on at us all so much. I literally never once had regret like and that's why I think it was the first time I felt my maternal instinct because I'm so sure of it mm -hmm. that it was the right decision like I absolutely know that my kids that I have when I'm in my 30s that's, will be better off right. for it right yeah and same like if my mom hadn't had two abortions before she had me I wouldn't have had the life that I had okay yeah like so, she had abortion at 17 and 19 was she open about that like yeah. your whole life she or when told you me told she had an abortion before but after I had one, she told me I actually had two. Okay. We just never talked about so it. So she had told you mm -hmm. and then you had one yeah. later. Mm -hmm. See, I had this really <laughs> kind of crazy, interesting conversation four or five days ago because my mom was just in town mm -hmm. and I was talking about like my breakup, da da da. And we were talking about me being pregnant because I have a pregnancy scare every single day. Yeah. I'm like, my tits feel tender. I'm pregnant. pregnant. My period, like everything, I'm pregnant, mm -hmm. right? And my mom, who's like very progressive, she said, you know what, Sophia? I think at your age, that would not be the right choice. And you shouldn't get an abortion mm -hmm. if, right? At this stage in your life, and were you at, like, wait, at really? 29, 
Of course, I turned around. I was like, excuse me? You think I'm fit to be a mother? What the fuck just came out of your mouth? But it's really weird because mm. my whole life, my mom's like been like, yeah, if you think you need to. But now yeah. at this age, her throwing that on me, yeah. I was I was a little bit. And, and my mom had me at 20. Mm. So she absolutely had that thought, right? Yeah. And And it was with, you know, a random guy that like mm. she got pregnant with. Not completely random, like they dated, but like she wasn't married or anything. Mm -hmm. And so an abortion would have been like an obvious choice. Yeah. And she didn't do it. Yeah. And for her to tell me that, and I'm so pro-choice. Yeah. Now I have this weird feeling like, oh, my mom decided to have me. And now she's telling me in the kitchen while I'm washing dishes, like, at your age, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And it's hard even, not to listen to her. Right. And yeah. I'm so pro-choice. But now, like, my brain's all fucked up. I'm like, yeah. now I'm questioning it. I think when you get pregnant, whether it's an accident or mm -hmm. not, but I think you will know deep down, you'll know, I, I want to go get an abortion, but maybe my mom won't think it's good. And maybe I like me scared of whatever but I kind of want to versus I want to fucking have this kid like I'm right. so excited to have this child mm -hmm. and that's how it should be when you have a kid exactly. and I think that is a maternal instinct like m women have been ending their lives and risking their lives mm -hmm. to end a pregnancy for the history of time like women right. know when they don't want to have a child or when the environment isn't right to have a kid because the the child inherits the mother's life mm -hmm. it inherits the mom's social rank mm -hmm. it comes into its mother's life and the mother prepares it for its whole life and and makes sure it has the the conditions necessary for to succeed right and so if you know your child is coming into an environment that is successful or like going to make them successful mm -hmm. um you will be excited about it right you know like you'll know and i think that's part of the maternal instinct and if you if you know that they aren't coming in at the right time or with the right father or in if you're you know prepared then that's also your maternal instinct telling you, hey, mm -hmm. wait, you have thousands of eggs in your body, but your body can only bear about 10 children. Right. So obviously you get to pick which ones you have, you know? Yeah, I think people have a really hard time thinking about it that way because yeah. religion or yeah. whatever else has been so ingrained. Yeah. I mean, my mom grew up LDS, which yeah. is Mormon, mm -hmm. and that's, you cannot do that. Yeah. So I think that's like kind of creeped in when she's yeah. like talking to me, but. Cause it's like, oh, you're at the age where you can have a kid, but exactly. are you at the mental state you want with the right no. man you want? No. And in an environment where we already are so overpopulated in the world, now more than ever, you need to listen to your maternal instinct that tells you when are the conditions right to have mm -hmm. your child? Like, when do you feel right? Exactly. Some women feel that they're, they can do it with no money, you know, a guy that's not present mm -hmm. and they know they can do it. And if yeah. they feel they can, then they can. But if yeah. you have, you know, a husband that supports you and, you know, all the money you need and you're at the right age to have a kid, but you still don't feel like you're ready, mm -hmm. then, then listen to that, then you listen know? listen to that. A yeah. And then there's women who know that they're not ready yeah. and they don't have the dad present, which mm. by the way, single parents are amazing, whatever. Mm but they know it's not right and they go through with it yeah. because of all of this like outside societal yeah. bullshit. At the end of the day, like I, it's crazy to me that still religion and politics, politics and all these outside for, forces yeah. that are so far removed from the maternal instinct. Like mm -hmm. we as a society, as human beings have come or even all animals in nature mm -hmm. exist because of the maternal instinct to protect their children and like I even in my essay bring up a relation to like to lion moms and like mm. lion mothers keep their babies separate from the pride fully hidden for weeks maybe even two months wow. before when they know the conditions are right for their child and like their kids are strong enough to be safe among other lions wow. and like maybe lion mothers do it after the babies are born but maybe moms do that before like mm -hmm. or human moms can do that before the baby right. is born like it's it can like, be like select the conditions where their child is safest to exist in and religion and politics are not taking any of that into account. yeah and like it's how crazy. can we not listen to the maternal instinct which is literally the reason we're all here like mm -hmm. mother's 
keeping their babies safe and, and yeah. having their babies in certain environments and bringing their babies to certain areas only when they know it's safe. Like that right. is why we are all existing here today and why society, it's how society is shaped by the but way mothers raise their children. But they don't yeah. care. So how, like at a time where we have literally nothing to rely on, like like where technology is and society is is changing faster than we can even keep mm -hmm. up with, the one thing that we should be allowing to give us some direction on what where we're going is like the maternal instinct, which has right. been forged over fucking hundreds of thousands of right. years in women mm -hmm. to make good babies. And so if the maternal instinct's telling you, hey, this is not the right time to have a kid, then how can we say no, bitch, it fucking is. And that's why women literally, if they, the maternal drive is so strong that you will kill yourself mm -hmm. or harm, like risk your entire right. existence to, to end a pregnancy. It, it, it's fucking crazy that the conversation is even still up for debate. Pro-life no. pro or pro-choice. It's and it absolutely makes me so sad. It makes me really sad Because too. like I was lucky enough to fucking have money stashed in mm -hmm. under my bed for right. a rainy day right. to go pay for an abortion and not tell anybody about it. And I was lucky enough that my parents wouldn't disown me if I told them. And it's so sad. It I was is. so fearful. And on top of that, I was so sick from the hormones. So sick. The hormones that like you got because you were pregnant. Yeah, like literally the that. first day I got sick. I was almost five weeks pregnant and I was so sick. I was literally throwing up. Like, So nonstop. you got sick so five nauseous. weeks in? Yeah. Me literally wondering if I might be pregnant right now. I'm I not kidding. I was so ill. Like I honestly knew I was pregnant and I had never felt that feeling before. I was like, this is oh fucking crazy. I'm it taking so a pregnancy intense. test when I get home. Yeah, you should. I should. Yeah. But no, I feel like with you... I don't, even though your mom said that, like, you shouldn't put pressure on yourself no. because of it. Are but, you like, kidding me? Literally. Bye. If you accidentally get pregnant, it's like it's yeah. out. No, I swear to God. Right. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but like, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> because honestly, like mine was so small, they couldn't even see it on the ultrasound. Like they yeah. just had to suction around a bit and just hope they got it. And then I had to come back like a week later and they had to do a blood test to see if I was still pregnant and if they had to do it again because they literally couldn't see a thing. So it's like, right. it's your fucking cells. No, it's no. your body. Just, my just mom listen can, to your instincts. My mom can say whatever she wants. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I am in no way, shape or form ready to have a kid. Yeah. Etsy. There truly is no better gift than the present, which is something I would normally say when I was a terrible daughter and forgot to get my mom a gift on Mother's Day or her birthday. But trust, those days are well behind me and I actually get complimented all the time on my gift giving skills. And not because I'm an adult with my priorities and shit together, but because of Etsy's gift mode. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect gift for everyone in your life and for every occasion. Like for my friend's birthday that just recently passed, I found the cutest set of wine glasses from a small business and they were even able to personalize them. So freaking cute, a win for me because I supported a small business and a win for my gift giving reputation. There really is something for everyone on Etsy from the photographer in your life to the wine enthusiast. I'm telling you, you will find something they love. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. So Stella, we are like running out of time per usual. <laughs> Ending on a on a nice we, note. No, we could talk for seven hours. Let's end on like a less intense. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> the struggle. L- of let's females. leave the people at home with a little, you know. Yeah. Shaving your pussy <laughs> <laughs> and your anus. And there we go. That's a transition, guys. Your vagina. <sighs> so I saw. Um, a TikTok. Do you even shave your vagina? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. No, Wait, I do. Take I do. your pants down. Let's see. You're like, I don't remember. Actually. Literally right now I have, which is a my, bush. my go-to. I have a landing strip. Like it's kind of a triangle. So it's like a baby bush. You know, okay. I shaved all the outside mm-hmm. of my bush and it's just a little. Are the hairs long? This is a funny part. So normally I'd say they're about like you know, an inch or less. Right now, it's probably okay. like two inches. Like, it's okay. like this baby bush that's like really long hairs okay. because I haven't cut okay. it. Got I need it. to chop it with some scissors. So, <laughs> clean it up. Trim it up. Clean right? it up. Lamb but I totally scape. shave. Yeah, I do. Okay. I've been lasered a few times, like probably five times since I was 17. I want, okay, so I wanted to ask about that yeah. because I've had like my bikini line mm-hmm. lasered, mm-hmm. but I've let like the hair right yes. on my pussy. Mm-hmm. I've let it just not be lasered and be what it is and the reason being is like i'm worried that the 70s are gonna have a comeback of course and like the bush is gonna be back the bush is back baby and and then i and then i don't want to be fucked you know like i want to have options options keep your options open you know what i mean so i've been lasered like I've had full Brazilian lasers, like my butthole, everything. Mm. Like, well, not really on my butthole because I don't grow hair there. Yeah, <laughs> but around it. Okay. And I still grow like a lot of hair. It's just a little bit thinner mm-hmm. because I've done it probably every year. Right. So it's just so spread out and it grows back, which I like a lot because it's a lot easier to shave. So a lot of girls messaged me mm-hmm. and say, "How do you get such a clean line?" Because I remember being thirteen and shaving to go in my bikinis and I was like how do models do this like uh, mine looks terrible like I have red bumps and I'll just say like growing up somehow as a woman you just get better at it I don't Mm -hmm. really know why but your body just embraces that you shave and you don't get like red bumps as much anymore but if you you get it lasered Mm -hmm. the hair is not as thick it's like thinner and easy yeah it's and easier to shave Mm -hmm. so I would I've lasered it just a couple times and just to make it thinner and softer Mm -hmm. and then I still shave like on the sides of my bush and I still shave around my pussy lips and like sometimes occasionally by my butthole when the Mm -hmm. hairs get long when they get there when they get (laughs) there when they get a little long yeah so but you kind of rock like the bush the bush is there a reason for that well I've always kept a little landing strip because I personally think like it looks cuter like when I'm naked it adds Mm. something down there and it's kind of like an arrow pointing to your pussy I like that and I also think a little character yeah a little hat and I also think that (laughs) hair makes it and a bush and which is why I think the bush is coming back it makes it naughtier it's Mm. like it makes it's an every man fucking they say they don't want a bush but then you have one and the, the picture gets like a billion more likes or Does the man it? just like nuts faster. Yeah. Bible. Oh, really? No. Every time I have a bush, like I'll do a poll and on my Twitter and the majority will say no bush. 
I post a picture with a bush versus without one, I get way more likes on the bush picture. Wow. And it's because like you have to show men what they want. It's deep-rooted in their want. psyche yeah. and they need to see it. They're so visual. They won't say, I want to fuck a nasty bitch, but they want to fuck a nasty bitch. 1,000%. And that's unrelated to hair, but it's the same Kinda. thing in that like they see a pussy with hair on it and it doesn't look as clean or as feminine, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is hotter. Okay. So that is why I love a bush. Mm-hmm. I literally love it. It's just more natural. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bush. It's not, honestly not a full kinky bush, as but fuck. a little triangle yeah. cute one. I think send, I'm gonna start with I'll that. I'll send you reference images of mine because I've been do. told I have a great one. Okay. The way to do it, okay, because a lot of girls will do like a little like mini bush, like how I do, mm-hmm. but they'll do it too low where the hair like is going into where their pussy lips. Mm-hmm. So the way I do it is I shave, I don't shave the top of my bush. So I keep the top and then I shave the sides. Oh, and sides. then you go on the and it, sides Yeah, down. and so and then I leave like a little gap before yeah. like my pussy starts of baldness, you know? Right. So it's high up. So when it's higher up, it literally looks so flattering when you're mm-hmm. taking a nude right. or anything. It's so oh, cute. It's and flattering. it's also like nice and soft there. Mm-hmm. So it's not all just like raw and, and like prickly. Mm-hmm. But you have soft hair. See, see that? I only have the bikini laser. Mm-hmm. So the hair that grows in that's not bikini mm-hmm. line is like every time I shave it, there's like bumps, whatever. Yeah, and that's not hot. Like it's not hot to mm-hmm. rub your pussy and feel prickles. No. That's also why like when I shave, especially around my pussy lips down there where I shave, it's not prickly. So when he's eating me out, it's not like since the hair is just thinner from, from right. lasering, it's softer down there. Because if I shaved and hadn't done that it would be prickly on his face and stuff right it's not hot so the answer is get lasered laser yeah and even if you get lasered you can still do a bush yeah. it just won't be as literally georgia the jungle bush yeah. it'll be like a little lighter if i was more if i was better at like keeping appointments i would have been to enough laser appointments that i don't have any hair around like my pussy lips or my butthole or anything mm-hmm. and i never have to shave down there and then i would have laser on my like what would show outside of a bikini right on the sides and right. then i would have, like as i have now i would keep my bush as i have now so i'd lasered it probably five times once a year mm-hmm. so it's thinner but it's still it's still there i just yeah. can't believe that those pics with the bush and oh, those yeah. videos get more bushes back and you know how i figured that out i always had the little landing strip with alex adams and he was eventually like you know i was like should i grow my bush out like do you like it he's like yeah i fucking love bushes and i want you to grow your bush out way more and i did just as an experiment and everybody and loved, loved it. it and also i really <sighs> felt so hot and cute like i really liked my bush what i might grow it back fuck? again it i don't know what it does but it makes your fuzzy look so cute okay i'm growing mine out no it's really i'm growing I mine out officially. and it makes you look kinky as fuck because it's not like it's you don't have to have it like just all over the mm-hmm. place you're and not a huge bush right no and men really say they want like a massive bush no but like even I mean, Riley they, say they don't want one. hair at all. Yeah, most exactly. Them. But then if you show up with like a manicured little bush, it shows that you're not out here like, oh my god, I shaved my pussy for you, babe. Yeah. It's like I did what I wanted to my pussy yeah. to make it look cute. Yeah, and it's still kinky, and like you'll mm-hmm. not like extra hard in it because you're looking down and like realizing this isn't like a perfect ideal pussy. It's yes. like a real pussy. It's real. And men like to stick in dirty holes. They just do. They do. They like to stick it in things that are not perfectly clean. 1000%. Yeah. Even if they preach they do, they really don't. They don't. The and day. that's and literally it came from Alex Adams who literally fucks girls four times a week, may, is the number one most viewed male on Pornhub and it's all videos of just his dick and women and he makes women look so beautiful and he gets crazy like millions and millions of views he has probably a hundred billion views or something okay on so Alex needs to come on yeah you he, he really does but he has um like so much market research on what men like to watch and they fucking love videos with a bush like they wow. love natural girl next door <laughs> girls <laughs> yes I'm fucking growing my now and yeah. Stella I love you so fucking much. That was so fun. We covered th- everything. I know, with no game plan, literally. With no, <laughs> I had like a couple things jotted down. I think we touched right. on one of them. Yeah. I love you so fucking much. Thank you for so coming fun. on. You'll be back on I'll in be back. two weeks. 
Yeah. And um, where can they find you, Stella? Because you get taken off all social media every day. So the main part, if you want to pay for me to continue my life, is OnlyFans slash Stella Berry, B-A-R-E-Y. Mm -hmm. And then Twitter is Berry Baby, B-A-R-E-Y-B-A-B-Y. Love. And then TikTok, it's always changing. Oh, Instagram. Mm. Anal princess. Love. The L is a one and the E is a three. <laughs> and then on TikTok, it's always changing. So I, I won't even plug so my TikTok. So we, we don't even know. Yeah, if it's meant to be, if I'm meant to be in your life, I will appear on your For You page. 100%. And you will follow me and you will support me. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the universe will bring Stella to you. Yeah. I totally, exactly. I love that. Stella, I love you. And as always, you guys know where to find me. Sophia with an F. Franklin with a Y. If it's on TikTok, you add the number zero to it. And that's it for this week. Love you, Slew. Bye. Bye.